At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here, and it is Thursday. Max, what's going on? Man, uh, it is a jam-packed day on this Thursday. I was looking at all of the NBA games we have to bet on today. Um, wow, so much sports betting. No, honestly, bet all. I, I, no, I'm, I'm going to bet both <laughs> NBA. I've got, I've got a slew of hockey games. I've oh, got a cool. lot of hockey action for today. So I think, I think we'll be fine from the sports betting uh, uh, place. Um, I think we all had a good day yesterday, right? I, I feel like we all had a pretty good day. I know I hit a couple of big, uh, big money lines. Uh, yeah. The Cavs, KOD, KOD hit it again with the Cavs. Um, I, th- I, Panther, you did you have a good day? I had a really good day. Um, I think I think the only game I I don't have my sheet in front of me. I was pretty sure I was on the Raptors. That one I lost, but I won all my other basketball yep. games. Uh, but but as as usual, like we're getting really excited that our basketball KODs are hitting. So that that was like the big get from yesterday. <laughs> That's a big takeaway. Yeah, I went one one. Yeah, whatever. Uh, but well, the- you you were tempted to take that money line with the Cavs, and you kind of yeah. balked at the end. Right. Um, right. Right. Should have. Should have. Yeah. <laughs> What's, I mean, is Milwaukee sleepwalking through the regular season again? Is, is that it? Because they, they seem to show up for like the big games. And I, I would like to say that the Cavs might actually be a big game. I think they're sleeping on the Cavs here. They, they're expecting to just, you know, the same old Cleveland team. I, I don't know. I think they're kind of a nightmare matchup. And could you imagine if they still had Colin Sexton out there? Mm. Like, that would be fucking tough. Uh, I mean, Gar- Garland's playing a fantastic ball anyway, but. I think they're a tough matchup for for the Bucks. So I mean, if if Milwaukee expects to just get back into the finals by doing what they did last year, I, I'm not so sure. Yeah, the Bucks. Yeah, Panther. The Bucks sleepwalk through the regular season, turn it on the playoffs. They're the anti-Packers. Uh, yeah, the, the anti-Packers, and uh, nice segue because now the Packers are going to have to rebuild as now they've lost their offensive coordinator. The first domino to fall in the NFL coaching cycle is Nathaniel Hackett, son of former head coach Paul Hackett, will take over the Denver Broncos. No relation to Buddy Hackett? Uh, of uh, Beverly Hills, or Beverly Hillbillies fame? <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, so, I mean, I guess the big question with this, of course, is, is this a sign? Is this an indicator that one, a Aaron, is heading to Denver. I don't know. Is it? Is, it's this the smokes there? Is there fire? Well, not only that, you know, Aaron Rodgers came out. Uh, I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before, but said, you know, he was going to make his decision on what he was going to do 
in in uh, fairness to Devontae Adams so that he can decide. But it does sound like both of them are kind of firing those things where they'd like to play together. Now the Hackett's in Denver. Yeah, you, you got to kind of wonder, is, is this a destination for both those players? And if it is, is that enough for Broncos to – I don't even know get over, but just compete with the likes of the Chargers, the Raiders, and the Chiefs. That's a tough division. That's what I was going to say. Like, that's exactly what I was going to say. Is like Right now, you play the goddamn fucking Vikings, the Lions, and the Bears. Twice. Twice. And now you're going to say, I'm going to take on Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. That other guy, what's his fucking name? Justin Herbert and the fucking Chargers. Eh, You know. And then Vegas uh, is a dangerous team as well. I mean... I uh, no, I would not want to go there. Absolutely fucking not. I would not want to go there. I'd rather probably stay. Now, I guess the, the question is because they have such a cake of a schedule, maybe they're not prepared. Or maybe maybe it is fool's gold. Like maybe it is exactly what happened. And you know what? At least I've been talking about all season is like I I, I don't buy that Packers team because they're getting some fucking easy wins and then come playoff time when the competition gets harder, maybe they're not as battle tested as they should be. So maybe the idea is, okay, you know, we can compete in a tougher division, much, much like Tom Brady did with Tampa. It's like, there was no fucking guarantee that Tampa was going to be this, this juggernaut last year. When, when uh, Tom went there, there was still that specter of Drew Brees and new Orleans. <laughs> That didn't go well, but you know, I mean, they're, they're, you know, Tampa didn't win the division last year, right? They came in as a, as a, uh, a wild card, yeah, as yeah. a wild card. Yeah. So, uh, but they were battle tested. They played some good competition. They they gelled when um, when things mattered. And, and you know, talk about rebuild, man. The decision of all decisions. I don't know if you guys saw the interview with Rob Gronkowski, but they said, you know, Rob, you know, what are your thoughts? It's like, well, listen, if you ask me today, you know, basically said I had to make a decision today. I'm retiring. I'm done. Right, but we have some time. We have some time to make that decision. And I think that's his way of saying whatever Tom does, I do. Right. I mean, it's, it's basically, basically is that. So uh, lots of question marks, but I think, yeah, the first coaching position filled, but there's so many more Panther. What, what else we got? Well, I, so a little speculation we were having before the show before you jumped in. So the um, general manager, I guess he was director of player personnel of the Minnesota Vikings or of the, excuse me, of the Cleveland Browns, went to the Minnesota Vikings. So now what we want to we'll speculate, we know Mayfield's job is in the air. We know Kirk Cousins and his $35 million one-year remaining contract is in the air. Are we looking at a potential player swap here? Baker I, Mayfield to Minnesota? Cousins I, to Cleveland? I like Cousins to Cleveland. I like that. I think there's a huge opportunity for that. I, I totally think so, especially if you think of who the head coach is in Cleveland. Very familiar with Kirk Cousins there. Uh, I, I, I'd feel bad for Mayfield, but in the same sense, I think Arch, you know, we, we've discussed this on the show before. We love everything about Baker Mayfield. Every <laughs> single thing about Baker Mayfield, except for the way he plays quarterback. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, it's tough. Well, I'm looking at Baker right now. He's UFA in 2023. So $18 million he'd be on the hook for cap space. It'd be a good, it'd be a good move for Minnesota free up some free up some space if uh, you know if they pull that off 
you know, it'd be, it'd be a great landing spot for Baker Mayfield. He's still got, you know, an A-plus running back, two stud wide receivers, not near as good of a defense as Cleveland brings to the table. But, you know, maybe they address that with whoever they're coaching. Is I don't have really any speculation or have heard anything as far as Minnesota's potential coaching hire. Um, but, you know, with the first domino falling now with Hackett, we kind of expect – the, this, this whole run on, on coordinators and whatever's going to happen to start to really pick up some traction now, do we not? Yeah, you would think so. It's going to start fe- being a feeding frenzy. You know, it, it, with Kirk going to Cleveland with those running backs, he just becomes um, he just becomes Ryan Tannehill, right? Just nice and smooth. Don't fuck up and, and you know, make a few good throws. Jimmy G is one game away from making his second Super Bowl, and all he's got to do is not throw a touchdown. All right. <laughs> Kirk Cousins, primetime Kirk, does not need to do much in Cleveland, but I think he can do a tad bit more than Baker Mayfield. But to Panthers' point, though, is you, you move Baker to this Minnesota team who has tons of offensive weapons, possibly more offensive weapons than, than uh, he's going to know what to do with, right? But then you do free up that 18 plus million, right? I mean, you're cutting your quarterback salary in half there. You can take $18 million and reinvest in that defense, that defense that used to be really fucking good, that defense that was scary, right? So I think that I, I would love to see it. Um, I wonder if uh, Sexy Max, if he's he's rolling about these mornings and, and listening to the show, what, what he thinks about that. But I, I think that's good. You know, it's interesting, though, is um, we, we think all of the coaching uh, – Openings are done. All the vacancies are done, right? Question. Sean Payton just left uh, <laughs> Just left the Saints. You, you know where I'm going with this, yes, right? Yes, I know where you're going with it. Yeah. <laughs> Is Mike McCarthy's job now <laughs> in jeopardy? That's not a play that I think Jerry Jones would do because of the contract with Sean Payton, the New Orleans States still have – controlling rights of him so if he were to coach within the next two years we'd have to look at one of those trade thing where you're trading draft picks for a coach or something along those lines it doesn't sound like something jerry jones would do but it does sound like something that the las vegas raiders would do are you speculating uh, or have you heard something or read something i i read i did read something but it was pure speculation there's no there's no not really any smoke but it is it is something that the raiders well, I, if anybody was going to do it, it's a Raiders are dumb enough to do shit like a trade draft picks for a fucking coach. <laughs> with, with the Peyton opening, by the way, uh, does that lead? Uh, I guess it gives another job interview to Eric Bieniemy. I think uh, he's a, a New Orleans native, so I think there's a, a good story to tell with him coming home. Um, don't know if he's a good fit. I almost hope that they promote from within. I think uh, you know this is a team that has been able to maintain a pretty solid fucking defense. So you, maybe you give Dennis Allen an opportunity to, to take that next step. Um, I don't know if he's going to spags it all over the fucking place there. And maybe he's, he should just be a defensive coordinator, but I, I think that's, that's an opportunity there. But uh, listen, I, you know, I think Eric B this is his opportunity to get a job. And if he does not get a job this year, I don't think he'll ever get a head coaching job. It's just my gut reaction. There are so many, Good opportunities for him. You're talking Houston has an uh, has an opening, right? Um, that's not a good job opportunity for anybody. It's not a good job. No, that's but not I'm a just good saying, job, yeah. it's it's a good opportunity for him to get a job. Is what I'm saying. Uh, Minnesota. Uh, there's a ton of teams out there that 
you know, they're going to look for a complete opposite of what they were doing. I think we've kind of talked about this before. Sometimes when you have an offensive-minded head coach, you switch to the defensive one. I mean, the defensive one. It's So what What, what did Denver do? You had uh, Vic Fangio. You fucking go to the offensive route, you know. So I, it, there's usually this flip-flop of after a couple of seasons, like, okay, this is boring. we got to switch things up. So I think an offensive guy like Biennemi has an opportunity to get one of those jobs. If he doesn't get it this year, I don't think he's ever getting one. I tend to think that if he doesn't get one, he's got to get one. I, I can't find any excuse other than him being an Andy Reid disciple uh, where he wouldn't get one. If he doesn't get one, I think his best opportunity is to wait for Andy Reid to retire. That, that, yeah, I think maybe he is just uh, just laying in the cut and just waiting for, for, for him to retire. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's got two strikes against him named Maggie and Peterson. Oh, yeah. That's well, t- well, Peterson did win a, a, a. He did. He did win a, a Super Bowl, Bowl at least. But that no, was there's, just, there's, that there's, was magic. That. that was just you can't explain that one. <laughs> was Tom Brady out uh, breaking his TB12 diet during oh, that Super oh, Bowl? We, we don't talk we about TB12 anymore. We, we, yeah. Not yet. Not no, yet. No. We will. We will. Oh, um, no, Giants interviewing Brian Flores today. They have already interviewed Patrick Graham, who was the assistant head coach and defensive coordinator last year for the Giants. And based off of their defense, um, I mean, does he even have a shot? I think Flores, I would love Flores as the Giants head coach. I think be great as the Giants head coach. Uh, to me, perfect fit. Perfect fit. I, I know you're, you know, you're going to have questions about the quarterback. They've already kind of said, all right, you know, Daniel Jones is our quarterback for next season. It's a big vote of confidence for him. Uh, I I think th- he's the type of guy that can whip that fucking team into shape, uh, put some structure around there. You know, their best years were when they had a hard ass fucking leading that organization. And, and the moment that they brought in some some jackasses, uh, you know, and, and someone from the Belichick tree who's just trying to cash a paycheck, uh, they went fucking downhill. So I love Brian Flores for the Giants. Yeah, it feels like a Tom Coughlin kind of move because he is that very stern, firm, unwavering kind of guy. No bullshit. Tell, I mean, goddamn, he told his quarterback, I didn't want you. I wanted somebody else. I want a guy facing 20-some criminal charges uh, over you. I, like he, That's an asshole move, but you get the point. He's a very yeah. – this is what the Giants need. They need somebody that's just going to you know, lay the law down, give them some direction, add some toughness to a defense that – it has shown signs. Now, I don't know about the offense. There's still questions about Daniel Jones. Saquon Barkley can't stay on the field to save his life. So there, I got questions there. But look, he did well with the Miami Dolphins, and I wouldn't exactly call them loaded on the offensive side. So maybe there's some upside here. Yeah. Jones is going to be the big question mark, no matter who their coach is. Can you can you milk a little bit better performance out of him? What is he like? 20, you know, 20, 19, 18th ranked quarterback or best quarterback in the NFL. So right, right in that range. Can he get better? Yeah. He's not your franchise quarterback. So maybe that's not, that's, I don't know. Maybe yeah. he can get up to 15th and be Eli level. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, really, that's true. all he has to do is it just has to cut down the turnovers. I mean, he, he really isn't a terrible quarterback. He's just, he's a little turnover prone. And when he makes a turnover, they just seem to, Come in bunches, if you will. Yeah, that's true. Maybe this GM will actually talk the talk and actually get an offensive line because the uh, the <sighs> previous GM was all about offensive line and 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 didn't quite address that mm. too well. Right. You know what I'm all about? What's Commercials. That? Oh man, because uh, really, because I got one more that I wanted to talk about. Oh real quick. come on! All right, let's go. Josh McDaniels. Big time rumors out there that Josh McDaniels are co- calling other coaches around the league, trying to assemble 
a a super team, a super collective. Uh, there were rumors about the Raiders. Those have kind of quieted now. But it does seem like maybe Josh McDaniels is going to leave the Patriots and take a job. Maybe he'll accept the job and leave again. But who knows? If he's calling uh, assistant coaches, smoke there's fire. I think Josh McDaniels might be on his way out of New England. His patience has run out of taking over that job. Uh, you know, and I think he's probably learned some some stuff over the last decade or so since his last coaching job. Um, but he's I, – I don't know what job he would take. The Raiders would have made sense. That's a, that's a favorable job. It's a winning team, a playoff team. You look at the other jobs, if not the Vikings, then you're just you're, – you're starting over. Maybe, maybe the Dolphins get to play Belichick twice or maybe the Saints, but I, I don't know. I don't think McDaniels – I'm a – general manager and owner he's not on the top of my wish list is he not i i like other guys more so than mcdaniels mm. yeah it's a, it's a tough one i don't do you, would he go back to the afc west again after after mm. the bronco debacle i don't know i don't know but it's interesting that he's assembling team he's trying to get together mm-hmm. his uh, staff hmm? yeah that's it's it's interesting all right now <laughs> we can do a commercial i want to talk about dj gear because today is the last day that you can get 15% off your orders. We've got tons of DGen gear materials for you. Just If you want to just support the show, you buy one of our t-shirts, just the DGen drip, the, the standard DGen uh, logo. You have people asking, hey, what's that? And it's like, it's the best fucking podcast that I listen to that's, you know, a basement podcast. Yeah, I made the joke that I had to commute commute to the fucking studio today, and, and I was almost late. And you know, those those twelve, thirteen stairs uh, to my basement, uh, kind of rough. But you can support this basement podcast, keep the lights on around here by going to AbsoluteDegeneracy.com, clicking on the DGen shop, buying our gear, save fifteen percent off today, and go full DGen. Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DGen's proud to say that we're. Once again, being brought to you by my bookie, but just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy. Insane. Maybe even a little mad. If you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on, the best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere. Use the promo code DGENS to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Lord knows we need it. I got banned from another sports book for betting video oh, games. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Man. <laughs> I, I mean, Steve's bookie's ready to break his thumbs, right? Yeah, I you think know. so. You don't yeah. fuck with those jersey guys. But Jesus <laughs> Christ. Three sports books now I can't uh, I'm kicked out of. All right. What, what do we got in the NBA? Uh, two games. I'm betting them both. I'm assuming Panthers going to bet them both. Let's start off with this Lakers and Phillies game. Uh, should be interesting because Ben Simmons, guys, is still out. Uh, but Anthony Davis might return for the Lakers tonight. It explains uh, why this line is so close. I do expect Anthony Davis to play. But the big question here is, is it fool's gold, right? 
I don't think Davis is going to be pushed too hard if he is returning. Uh, and you kind of know that Joel Embiid's not going to take it easy on him. Uh, Philly has won two games in a row. And while they're not that unbeatable team like they were the last few seasons at home, and I feel like I'm saying that a lot lately. I said the same thing about Utah yesterday. I still think Philadelphia is a good team when they are healthy. They're not 100% healthy, but they're healthy enough. Uh, Lakers, this is their fourth straight road game, continuing their East Coast trip. Coming off that win over that depleted Nets team, uh, improved their road record to 9-12 and on the season. Uh, my guess, though, is that Embiid shows up. If Anthony Davis plays, he's not He's not going to play more than, what, 30 minutes is my guess. Uh, Embiid's going to have a monster day. So uh, look at some player props for, for Joel Embiid, too. I think, you know, close to triple-double. I, I might throw a couple bucks on, on him having a triple-double. No lie. I think big big opportunity for him to just show up the other team. $10 money line bet on the Sixers. Yeah, like I'd mentioned before, it looks like Joel Embiid is embodying the Nikola Jokic mantra where he's pretty much become the point center for the 76ers since they don't have a true point guard. Uh, Anthony Davis did come back against Brooklyn, but he only played, I think he only played like 18 or 20 minutes. Maybe they bump that up a little bit here. Maybe he gets to 24. Like Max, I don't uh, think he gets to 30 or plays that many minutes, nor do they really want him in there banging hard with Joel Embiid. So I, I'm with Max here. I like the 76ers at home, even though they're missing a couple guys, Green and Maxi. I still think they're a better team than this Lakers team. So I'll lay the two and a half and put 10 bucks on the Sixers. Well, when there's two games and you got to bet something, you know, a kiss of death is probably coming up. And that's what we have here. Philadelphia minus two and a half. I like them. I'm going to put 10 bucks there. I'm not too afraid of the unibrow doing too much damage tonight. <laughs> oh man. Uh, last one up in the NBA, Timberwolves and Warriors. Uh, listen, don't look now. The T-Wolves have won four or five games. They sit a game above 500. And to put that in perspective, they have a better record than the Lakers and the Clippers. And right now, they're only two games behind the Nuggets. Golden State, uh, they kind of bounce back uh, from their unexpected OT loss to the Pacers. They've now won three games in a row and uh, looked absolutely unstoppable against Dallas the other day. They had seven players score double digits. The game was so out of hand that none of their starters played more than 30 minutes. Draymond Green, of course, is still out for the Warriors, but they had this guy. I don't know. He came back this year, Clay Thompson. He's pretty good. Never heard of him. It's pretty good. No, no, it's pretty good. Uh, I like Golden State here. I think they get the win today. So a $10 money line bet on the Warriors. Yeah, even though the T-Wolves have been playing much better. I mean, this is damn near a playoff team. I just don't know if I think they're a championship team. And going against the likes of the Warriors that have been championship caliber all season long, particularly at home, even without Draymond, I don't know if Clay Thompson suits up or not. He's been hit and miss since his return. I still think the Warriors can cover the six and a half. I've got this closer to nine or ten. So I'll lay those points and put ten bucks on the dubs. You're probably right. Golden State probably does cover. I've got it right on that line between six and seven-ish. So I'm going to lean Golden State here, but yeah, I just can't. I already ate chalk today. I haven't done that in ages. Mm. I'm good. I'm happy. All right. Lots of hockey today. I, I got one, two, three, four, five games I am betting on. Buckle up and go. Finish up. Let's start with the Devils and the Lightning. The Devils lost their last game by four goals. The Lightning won their last game by six goals. So you'd be a fool to bet the Devils to win this one. 
Uh, New Jersey, of course, they've lost four of five games. Their lone win was an upset over the Hurricanes. So it's possible they could sneak a win against a very good team. Tampa, of course, been on a tear lately. Uh, They're well-rested. They haven't played in like four or five days. Uh, Probably come out swinging today. Or maybe they take the Devils lightly like they did back in November. So looking at the implied probability here, I think this is a much closer game than to be expected. So if I could say get the Devils plus one and a half goals and still get a plus line, maybe Iceberg would call me a chicken shit with him. But hopefully I can turn a profit here. So that's what I'm going to do. $10 bet on the Devils plus one and a half goals. Yeah, I don't think you can bet Tampa Bay here with, what, minus 330 or thereabouts. It's just too much chalk. And you're looking at a team that hasn't played in four days. And they are at home, which are really, really good at home. But you just never know. what it, you Are they well-rested? Or are they like, God, we're coming off vacation. I don't even want to be here. Like, you really don't know what to expect. New Jersey's not bad. It's not really good either. It, it is the type of game where the Devils could sneak in and snatch a win. I think you're on the right side. There's probably some value there. I'm just not on this game. Moral support on the Devils. Gotcha. And I found a plus 114. I don't know. What, what did you find? I had plus 110. So I'll take the plus 114. Thank you. All right. There you go. Okay. Yeah. I, I, w- I would go that way. I would go that way with a plus one and a half. I, I do think Tampa Bay wins, but that minus 300, that's a little too high. Yeah, it is. All right. Uh, moving on. Let's talk uh, Los Angeles at New York. Uh, Islanders have won four of their last five games. They seem like they've turned a corner trying to make up some ground for a playoff run. Could be a little too late, right? Uh, too little, too late type thing where they're sitting in sixth place right now, 19 points behind Washington in the Metropolitan Division. Still, uh, it seems like they're playing a similar style of hockey that made them tough to beat in their recent seasons. Uh, for Los Angeles, they've lost four or five games. Their lone win was <laughs> over the Devils. Uh, and this this game is going to kind of complete their uh, New Jersey-New York trifecta of games. It, it's their third straight road game here on the East Coast. So, you know, I think it's the Islanders game to lose here. I think the Islanders have the opportunity to win this one. They should win this one. But this line, I, I still I still don't trust this Islanders team. It's too big for them. So I'm going to take the plus line with the Kings. $10 bet on Los Angeles. Well, see, I'm on the opposite side here because I'm really becoming a believer in this Islanders team. They're playing like the team we've seen the last couple of years with some really good defense and maybe even a little bit more offense than we've seen the last couple of years. They've, they seem to have found some rhythm. This Kings team I don't trust on the road. I actually didn't think this line was chalky enough. So mm. at minus 145, I'm finding value. Uh, I'm jumping on the Islanders for 10 bucks. I'll get you minus 140, and I don't like it. I don't like the minus 140. I think... I think LA's a real threat here with the plus 128. In my mind, it's it's hit that or just kind of lay off the game. I'm going to hit that. <laughs> you didn't quit it, though, with the Kings. <laughs> <laughs> giving, giving some sexy maxi some uh, good audio for us. Anaheim at Montreal. Anaheim has lost. Um, uh, they lost a close one yesterday, right, guys? Uh, to the Maple Leafs. <laughs> Turning, trust me, I know. <laughs> <laughs> they can turn back around, uh, taking on Montreal tonight. Uh, Canadians, they're returning home after a very long road trip. Um, their lone win the past five games was over Dallas. Their last game that they played was an 8-2 to laugher against the Wild. Uh, Anaheim, they've been a weird fucking team all season. They started off looking absolutely terrible. Then they went on that tear for a while where they're unbeatable. And then post COVID break, they've just been mediocre. And I think that's pretty much where they're at. They're a mediocre team. If you look at their advanced metrics, they have some solid offensive metrics, but then their knee, their defense kind of neutralizes anything they can do scoring wise. 
So I think it's one of those lines that I'm looking at this. uh, It's probably too low for me, like Anaheim minus 130. Maybe it's one of those Vegas gift traps that I'm going to jump right into it. I think you can bump this up significantly for Anaheim. Uh, That's why I don't I don't mind betting them here today. Ten dollar bet on the Ducks. I like the Ducks here, but you, you you nailed it on the head. They're just really bipolar. They're up and they're down. It's a team that you can't really trust. If you bet this game, it's I don't think you're betting on the Ducks as much as maybe fading the Canadians. But the thing I didn't like was they went all out to try and get that game yesterday. They were in it. It was a shootout. Uh, so they, they went hard, back-to-back, on the road. I think you're on the right side. I just don't like this game. I'll lean the ducks, but I'm off of it. It does feel weird. The minus 135, the 130 in that range. I. <laughs> it's getting worse, it seems. It's like it's a 150 yeah. at some point. Yeah, some now. books are hitting. So, so, so that so makes maybe, more sense. Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe people were just like, oh, shit, people, people are hitting the ducks on, on this low line and we're going to bump it up. Um, it, it just seemed it seemed off to me. Yeah. Like, uh, Arch, I, I don't even want to tell you where I have this at. You're oh, you know, I'm thinking the Ducks are probably the second most likely team to to win. You know, the, besides the team that's playing Seattle, I could bet this up to minus two thirty and be I, okay. I believe it. I believe it 100. Yeah. It's it's fucking ridiculous. It's uh, like I, I was shocked when I saw that. Um, Vancouver at Winnipeg, two teams uh, mired in some losing streaks for Vancouver. It's only three games, thankfully for the Jets. It is five and counting. Winnipeg came home after a long road trip and laid an egg against the Panthers. Vancouver, uh, they managed to keep things close against that same Panthers team uh, like last week. And um, it seems when when they lose, they've been losing close ones. Uh, they've been getting some very good shots on goal this season. Uh, high danger shots, uh, better, th- better than average. Um, offensive output doesn't seem to show that, though. So it, it seems like they're getting good shots on goal, just not converting them. On the other side, they've actually been quite lucky <laughs> with stopping high danger shots. So... If things balance out for them the rest of the season, I can't say that they're a much better team than they currently are. But I do think that based off the advanced metrics, they are a better team than the Jets, which is kind of astounding, really. I mean, Winnipeg went into the season as one of those dark horse uh, Stanley Cup winners, but they have not produced at all to those expectations. And with this big line, I just cannot see betting them today. The value is on Vancouver, a $10 bet on the Canucks. Yeah, you're looking at the way the Jets are playing right now, and I, there's just no way you're laying 175, 180. I, I, they could be playing Phoenix, and I probably wouldn't do it. it it's Canucks team isn't great, but the values there, I, the, the, there's no value in losing, I guess. I don't think they win the game, but if you're going to pick a side, that's the side to play. I'm not playing. I'll just give you moral support. Yeah, Winnipeg probably wins the game, but there's no way they're minus 165. So it's either Vancouver or or, or nothing in this one. So you both or, are on the know, right side, I think. <laughs> one and a half. Oh, just <laughs> Last one up for me, Nashville at Edmonton. Another uh, another disappointing Canadian team taking the ice tonight. Oilers hosting the Predators. Now, granted, Edmonton has won two games in a row, but I still can't say that they're playing good hockey. Uh, Predators continue to be a dangerous team. And and, and listen, uh, you know, by the way, close one, Colorado-Boston yesterday. Fucking great fucking game. I, I watched that. It was on uh, CBS uh, last night. It was one of their uh, hockey games. Uh, fucking so, such a good game. Uh, but with Colorado's hot streak, it's, it's put a lot of separation between them and Nashville in the Central Division. But Predators still remain glued to that second-place spot there. They're a good team. Um, now, I, I would like to say that Edmonton is a step up in their recent competition. You know, they beat Seattle, they beat Detroit, they beat Winnipeg. But I really can. I think Edmonton, the way that they've been playing lately, is kind of right there, maybe better than Seattle. Um, I don't like this Edmonton team team right now. 
I was getting a plus line on Nashville. Maybe I can still get a plus line on them now. Um, <laughs> no. I cannot get a plus line on Nashville. I'm still going to bet them anyway. P- plenty of room to fucking bet the Predators here. Uh, yeah, $10 bet on Nashville. Yeah, I had a plus line on Nashville an hour ago, too. The the thing that I think that was throwing me for a loop was the fact that Edmonton was even favored in the first place. This is a team, I don't know if maybe it's Vegas or or even betters. You remember at the beginning of the season where they could do nothing wrong. They were they were averaging like six goals a game. They were just on fire. Now they damn near can't do anything right. I don't know why they're favored. I almost fear this is going to be a closer game than we expect. Nashville seems like the obvious play. So I, I'm, this is probably a trap, but I'm taking the Predators as well. Ten bucks on Nashville. Yeah, I can't make heads or tails of this. I don't know why they opened up as the plus line. I don't know why they're not a massive favorite now against Edmonton. Uh, something stinks. Really stinks. That's it for me, Panther. Did I leave anything for you? Are you betting anything else? One more game. All right. One more. Let's take a look at the Calgary Flames going to St. Louis. They just played this a couple days ago in Calgary. Now we're just going to jump on a plane and come to the States. Calgary beat the shit out of St. Louis. Trust me. I know. Sorry, Max. It's a good line. Uh, But now we're going to do it again in St. Louis. This line, you know, Blues at home. They're really good at home. You look at what? Minus 135, somewhere around there. That tells me that. Vegas isn't too confident St. Louis wins this one either. I'm not a big fan of betting the same team back-to-back, betting a winner to win back-to-back, I should say. But here I am looking at Calgary to go into St. Louis and sneak out another one. So $10 on the Calgary Flames. You just fucking shocked me. Holy shit, I was expecting you to bet the Blues here. I love that play, by the way. I mean, just looking at the implied probability here, I think Calgary wins this one. I I, I have Calgary winning this one. So... um, I was betting way too many dogs today, and I just backed off of this one because I had the, the percentages were much higher on some of the other dogs that I backed. But moral support, I think you're right. I think Calgary wins this one. Mm. Well, you're on the right side of the line movement. If that open plus 135 is accurate, it's you know, plus 110 now, plus 116. Yeah, it looks like you're on the right side of things there, Panther. That is the only game I've got. I'm done. All right. We've got a few comments to blast through real quick. Oh, boy. That's a long one. Meant to say yesterday, Big Daddy says, Memphis always plays well against San Antonio for as long as I can remember. Even when the Spurs were the top team in the NBA, they would lose first round to the Grizzle. Happens. Yep. Taking the Ducks, puck line, and the Warriors are coming out to play, winning by double digits. Wow. Really damn. Yeah, really damn. I've been banned from multiple sports books. (laughs) Lakers plus three, Iceberg says. Ken, Ken Brown wants to know, did I miss your NFL championship picks? No, that's coming Saturday. Yep, Saturday. Uh, Iceberg says, Florida Panthers money line. No line movement. So, yeah, Devils plus yeah, one and a half. There you yeah, go. iceberg. The chicken right. shit lock of the day. <laughs> New York money line. Oh, which New York? I'm guessing. I'm thinking he's talking about the uh, Islanders. Islanders? Because Rangers playing too. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Does anybody want to bet the Rangers? No. Take them, take them both in a parlay. Like the Kings also, right? Yep. Yeah. Good. Let's good. wait till the game. Let's wait till game time and see how it moves on this Ducks game. That's always mm-hmm. good advice. Mm-hmm. Chicken yeah, totally. shit bet of the day. Vancouver plus one and a half. Ah, yeah. <laughs> I, I said that, didn't I? <laughs> I like Nashville. Take the um money line. All right. All right. All right. There we go. Ooh, so we talked so about- much hockey. I love it. Yeah, wow. There you go. All right, Hoser. We talked about the NFL <laughs> a little bit. We talked about the NBA and NHL. And Max, that is it. 
That is it. Download the DGENs app for Android or iOS. Listen to anything that I picks you picks. Anyone's picks over on Twitter at Betting Absolute. No matter where you listen, please. Highest rating, con, subscribe, download, and listen to every single episode. Last day to get 15% off of the DGEN shop. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Panther, take us home. Panther parlay time. I like this one a lot. Of course, last time I said that, it didn't pan out too well. But hey, I like the basketball plays. KOD 76ers, the Golden State Warriors, and the New York Islanders. Put those three together. That'll be your Panther Parlay. We're hanging out on Facebook, mostly on Twitter. Give us a shout-out. We will shout right back. And that's not just a cliche, literally. Give us a shout-out. We love it when you guys tag us and post and stuff that's going on on Twitter. Keep us involved. We'll keep you involved. Most importantly, let us know what you did yesterday, what you're going to do today. When it's all said and done, kid, us all make some money, fools. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.